0: Hello, listener, and welcome to the finale of Dangerous Times Radio Hour presents Phantasmagoria. I'm going to let you get to this uh, <laughs> thrilling and action-packed episode in just a second. But first, I want to let you know that on Sunday, we will be recording our fourth chill sesh at Haven High, where we have an in-depth behind-the-scenes discussion about the Phantasmagoria arc and answer... Listener questions. Well, I know what you're thinking. Listener questions. Where do you get those? That's right, listeners. From listeners, Uh, we have dropped a link for a question submission form in the show notes for this episode. So if you have any questions for us, burning or otherwise, uh, go ahead and fill that sucker out and shoot it on over to us before Sunday. And uh, we might answer your question on our chill sesh. Okay, without further ado, Here is your Grand Finale. The hour is late, and the moon is leering. If you feel as though you're being watched, you're right. Dangerous Times Radio Hour presents... Fantasmagoria Starring Bess Lawson as Gilly O'Hare, Megan Stressman as Rusty Rattlesnake, Philip Stressman as Florence Beauregard. And James Kettler as every other person, living or dead.
1: We open where we left off, smack in the middle of the seance as we get a slow pan of the camera of the faces of the participants. Rusty's eyes, a beam with excitement. Flo's eyes, closed, deep in concentration, reaching out to spirits in that dark, inky void. Gilly's eyes. Beautiful. Half open and bored looking, probably.
2: The color of the ocean.
1: <laughs> and our camera continues to sweep in a circle. Across the eyes of all of our non-player seance participants. Blossom, her eyes sparkling with excitement, staring straight at Flo, waiting for the next cool thing to happen. Landon, eyes wide and quickly darting around the room, really hoping that nobody messes up his nice house. Rudolph, Myers, brothers. His eyes are fixed down towards the ground wide and in panic, his brow wet with nervous sweat. Cliff Brockton, his arm noticeably tense as he seemingly holds Rudolph Myers Brothers firmly in his seat, because that dude desperately wants to get away from this whole situation. But the rest of his body is oddly relaxed as he looks in Flow's direction, expectantly. Inga Brot is staring straight ahead eyes seemingly not focused on anything in particular after the camera scans the faces of the crowd it settles on the face of Florence Beauregard and then zooms in to the middle of her forehead inside her brain where we find her standing once again in the inky black void reaching out to the spirit of Inga Galbraut.
0: Inga! Inga Galbraut! Are you out there? Do you want to come to a fancy party and be the center of attention? Yeah, I'm sorry. Did you not hear me the first time? I believe I said yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Terrific What do I do, do I just stand here Do I just do I put my arms out How does it work
0: Just, I'm going to have you uh, uh, Wait backstage for just a moment I'm going to uh, set you up For a big reveal, okay
1: oh, Okay, so I just stay here In this
0: inky darkness uh, I mean, you can come wander around the room if you want Nobody's going to be able to see you but me
1: Okay, how do I get there Do uh, I just climb out of your forehead Uh,
3: yes. (laughs) (laughs) Out of your mouth.
1: We, the audience, and Wallace Patter Goodwin and no one else see a pair of desaturated, perfectly manicured hands erupt out like someone diving into a pool from the middle of Florence's forehead and then spread out as out climbs the ghost of Inga Gelbrot. And Wally just says to himself,
2: my word. (laughs) They're gonna happen every time?
0: And Flo closes her eyes. And she says, uh, now to the group, again, we see her straighten up a little bit as she gets back into character and she says, um, let us gaze upon this spirit with our own eyes and maybe then all our questions will be answered. And Flo uh, (sighs) rears her head back and takes a deep breath and then, achoo! And she uh, sneezes out a line of ectoplasm.
1: As that sheet of ectoplasm flies out of Flo's face, it flies directly at the camera, and thus us, the audience, its shimmering whiteness, ironically making the screen go black as it seemingly envelops the camera lens. Our camera cuts back in, panning down from the ceiling of Landon's sitting room, settling on a group of six, as this is hours earlier before the party started, as Flo... Rusty, Gilly, Wally, Zep, and Ethan all lounge around the sitting room planning that night's events.
0: So, we want to make sure it's just uh, the necessities in the actual circle. So who do we need? Obviously, everyone in this room. Well, no, Zep. You should probably be in the background man in the cameras, yeah?
1: Yeah, I'm going to be hiding behind these curtains operating this super secret camera and we cut to uh the window in this room and a pair of beautiful long velvet shades, one of which just has a hole crudely cut in it. Yep. Uh like a big square hole sticking through which is just a whole ass one of those old-timey cameras that like looks like a squeeze box, you know uh-huh. what I'm
3: yeah, talking about? Like an accordion. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: <laughs>
0: And we cut back to Zepp, hands on his hips, beaming. <laughs> <laughs> and so, is that what purpose do the curtains serve?
1: Well, they're hiding the camera.
0: But I can see the camera. We're, but you
1: can't see the cameraman. Me? Watch, I'll show you. And he gets up and goes behind the camera. No, I
3: believe you.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, we believe you, Zep. Uh, Look, He just peeks out. Look, it's going to be dark in here. It's fine. Ethan, is that? I mean, would it be better just to not pretend to hide it and be like, we're taking pictures of the ghosts for science? I
1: don't know. How are Cliff and Inga and Mr. Myers' brother going to react to cameras in the room? Celebrities I've heard tend not to like to be photographed at their most
0: private moments. Okay, but th- so that this p- the curtains don't solve that problem <laughs> because I, c- me and anybody else with eyes can still see the dang thing. Here, hold on. Let me zap. And Ethan goes over there and
1: futzes with the camera so that now just the lens is peeking out and most of the camera is hidden. We all good
2: with this? Sure. If it shuts him up. Terrific. <laughs> uh,
0: Ethan. Uh, I mean,
1: I can hide and man the audio equipment if Zepp is manning the cameras. And Ethan walks over to uh, a large bookshelf and uh, just puts a hand on both sides and effortlessly scoots it forward like a foot and digs out some uh, microphones from Zepp's bag and
0: just walks behind it. Uh, Flo is, uh, her uh, eyes are still locked on the dotted outline of where Ethan's arm were <laughs> while she was moving the bookcase and before she walked away. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: our camera rests on this scene in the sitting room And we cut in crossfade back to the present As the full color image in front of us begins to turn to a crackly sepia tone And the room becomes more and more full of people As our camera shifts to the view of Zepp's camera Tucked behind the curtain, filming as once again that white sheet of ectoplasm wraps itself around a spectral form, and the image of Inga Gelbrot becomes visible to all.
3: <gasps>
0: There's what? two of her.
3: I'm so she Boy, has a I know, but I don't understand. How could this be she's possible? She's there and oh, she's there. That's exactly what I was gonna say. How many of me are there?
1: (laughs) And the ghost of Inga Gelbrot says, Hello, everyone. Oh, my God. It's so lovely to see you all again. What? Shade. You
0: are... But she is. But how?
1: (gasps) And the ghost of Inga spins around. The Inga that's sitting in the circle is continuing to stare straight ahead like, completely expressionless. Yeah. She has not acknowledged her, the ghostly visage of herself in front of her. She has not acknowledged really anything in the last five minutes or so. The ghost of Inga spins around in the air to face that side of the table, and she says, uh, Oh, Cliff, mine, Cliff. Oh, how I've missed you. I've missed you so much. Was ist das? Was ist... What... What is this thing that looks like me sitting at this table?
3: Yeah, Mr. Myers Brothers. What is that?
1: Inga, it's you. Duh. It's it's really you. Yeah, it's, it's, me. it's me, my love. I have missed you so dearly. Also, is it really you? And then Cliff drops his head and begins to cry. No tears come out of his eyes, probably because them tear ducts ain't working right. But the sound is unmistakable. He is sobbing.
0: (laughs) Flo's looking at Rusty and giving him a big thumbs up. (laughs) Still holding his hand, but giving him a big thumbs up. And looking at Gilly with... So she's with, with holding Gilly's hand in her left hand and Rusty's hand in her right hand and giving each of them a thumbs up while holding their hand.
3: Rusty's gonna wink at both of them. Gilly's doing a little
2: shoulder shimmy. Yeah, yeah we got him, we got him, we
1: got him. And after a moment, Cliff composes himself. <sighs> and he raises his head again slowly. His normally perfectly greased hair fallen out of place, hanging in his face as his eyes turn up and his head turns to Rudolf Meyer's brothers. And his eyes slowly widen and his posture straightens and he says, Liar! And rips his hand <gasps> off Rudolph Meyers Brothers' hand, taking mm. a whole bunch of skin with it.
2: Ooh. Didn't think about that.
1: And Rudolph <laughs> Myers Brothers screams. Ah! And just holds his hand in the air as blood starts to drip from
0: his palms. Mm. Oh, the circle. You broke the circle. it? If- it's okay. I
1: made Nothing a little now. bit of
2: a mess. Yeah, I didn't Carp really. hard to clean. I didn't really think about them like I pulling didn't it apart. I <laughs> I've never <laughs> seen anybody do that. Yeah. <laughs> Next time I'll be I'll be prepared.
1: Rusty. The blood.
3: Uh, I'm cured. Uh! On Rudolph Meyer's
1: <laughs> brother's hand. Immediately grabs your attention.
3: Yeah, it does.
2: Gilly notices.
1: As Rudolph's screams, and Cliff's roar and the shocked howls of the general crowd fade out immediately. Your vision becomes a gray tunnel focused only on the blood pouring from the palms of Rudolph Meyers brothers.
3: In Rusty's little mind. He's like, <laughs> I would say like on the outside, Rusty's like sweating a little at his temples and underneath his mustache, he's like sweating. He's got beads of sweat just like on his face. And um, in his little mind, he's like, don't look. Don't look at it. Don't look at it. Don't even get, no, no, don't lick your lips. No, no, no. <laughs> so in his mind, he's like fighting the urge. Yeah, I'm p- picturing like- a
1: tiny Rusty <laughs> in Rusty's brain like yelling down at big Rusty. Like, hey. Don't do it.
3: Don't do it. Don't even lick your lips. Don't think about it. Don't smell it. No. Don't get closer. No.
1: We, the audience, see like every single muscle in Rusty's body tense up and kind of just slowly start to lean forward as he fights every instinct within him not
0: to pounce on Rudolph. Flo, I think, feels Rusty's grip on her hand tighten mm-hmm. and sees Rusty lock on to the uh, presumably still screaming Myers Brothers ah,
1: God my friggin hand blood just squirting
3: out. Ah. <laughs> uh,
0: and Flo's gonna lean over to Gilly and say uh, hey I think that curse stampina I put on Rusty was maybe of a slightly shorter duration than I anticipated what? Uh, you just want to keep a hand on a stake we might have a situation here in a second
3: <laughs> just, I like, just cut back to Rusty being like <laughs> Gilly looks down
2: at both of her hands
3: and holding other people's
2: just hands Just
0: drooling a little bit Flow,
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, flow. Flo, uh, after saying that to Gilly is going to uh, stand up from the table theatrically and let go of both of their hands and say uh, ah curses <laughs> I warned you not to break the circle, and look what has happened. Injured by the spiritual surge of energy, ah, oh, I'm sorry, everyone. That's the end of the séance for now. Uh, Wally, can you help? Uh, can you help everyone back into uh, the the main room for s- some after séance cocktails while we give some medical attention to Mr. Maya's brothers?
1: Oh yes, absolutely. And Wally, like, raises his hands in the air and claps twice and the gentleman who had been hiding under the table scrambles out from underneath it, and the gentleman who had been operating all of the various switches controlling the fire in the room darts to his side, and Wally whispers in their ears, and the three of them just kind of like put their arms up and just kind of start making like, go back motions at the crowd as they funnel everybody into Landon's living room where Wally's band resides, and Wally shuts the doors to the sitting room behind him.
3: Am I still staring at Mr. Myers Brothers?
1: You sure are. Who is still howling in pain? Oh God! Oh, Jesus, you ripped off like
3: four separate. But our segments. camera cuts oh. to the face Ow. of Inga Gelbrot. Oh, we got two Inga still.
1: Still, well, no, the ghost of Inga vanished as soon as the circle was broken. The Inga Gelbrot seated in the circle has still just been staring straight ahead this whole time. And our camera settles dead center on her face so that she is staring straight back into it and us, the audience, as it slowly zooms in. And once again, like with Rusty's vampire tunnel vision, we hear the screams of pain from Rudolph Meyers brothers and the chaos of the moment slowly fade away as we get closer and closer on Inga's face. And as we get close, she finally says to herself, is this no point. I'm dead. I'm already dead. And she turns slowly to her left to blossom the secretary. Mm. And without a second thought, leans over and bites her on the neck.
3: Oh, Oh, yeah! We We saw that coming, I guess. Could that that take Rusty's attention away from Mr. Myers (laughs) Brothers? Yes, yeah.
1: Uh, Blossom's howl and scream snaps you out of your focus on Rudolph Meyer's brother's hand and now onto the blood gushing out of Blossom's neck.
2: Is Inga still attached to her neck or did she just kind of bite and then retreat to chomp?
1: She is not still attached to Blossom's neck. She casually leaned over and just like ripped a good big chunk out and is now sitting there casually chewing on it. Still holding hands with Blossom, presumably and what the Landon fuck? on the other side. <laughs> oh, holy shit! What the fuck is going on? And Cliff grabs Rudolph Meyers Brothers by the shirt and raises him up and says, You lied to me! You told me it was her! You told me this was real! I, I swear to God, I didn't know! I thought it I, thought, I, I just... Look, she came back. I had no reason to think that her soul wouldn't be coming with her. Liar!
3: I got a question. Go so- ahead. Sorry to interrupt. Thank you, Gilly. Um, so, so what is going on? Your ghouls? But, but how? And Cliff, are you Cliff? Uh, Rusty, can this fucking wait? <laughs> <laughs> and Flo is
0: gonna climb over the table and uh grab onto Blossom's neck and try and uh, heal her.
1: Ooh, is that a use magic? Yeah. Roll to use magic.
0: Yeah, that's uh, 14. Jesus
2: damn. Christ. Down, down, down.
0: So Flo uh, climbs up on her, let's go of Gilly and Rusty's hands, climbs up over the table, and literally uh, like on hands and knees climbs across the table to blossom and grabs her by the neck and just channels as much magical force she can into just closing up this wound and stopping the bleeding.
1: Yeah, Blossom is, again, still glued to both Inga and Cliff on either side. So she kind of, she's kind of struggling to raise her own hands to her neck mm. and not succeeding at uh, <laughs> releasing uh-huh. the grip. <laughs> as blood, the same color as her bright red hair, just pours from this open wound from her neck and she says, uh, ow, 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 You get a hand, like, around her neck and over the wound, and blood just immediately starts pouring from between your fingers and covering your hand. And you focus and concentrate all of your spiritual energy until you feel a warmth from your hand and see a light emanating from underneath it. And you let your hand go, and... The wound is basically like scabbed over, like not healed completely, but it's closed itself and stopped bleeding everywhere. And the second it does, Blossom faints from the shock and pain and just goes limp, but still sitting up. Cause again, she's still <laughs> glued to Cliff and Inga on either side. Uh.
0: All right, there, now. Everybody calm the fuck down for a second.
1: Inga says with a mouthful of Blossom Flesh, I'm calm.
0: Cliff, Cliff. What? Put the goon down. <laughs> you can kill him at the end of this. Is that a promise? Well, here's the thing is uh, you're on camera right now. So if you want to hold on to any of this uh, acting career, be it post-mortem or not, <laughs> I would maybe not do any murders in this room. Ethan, Zepp, you might as well uh, reveal yourselves.
1: Ethan strides confidently from behind the bookcase wearing over-ear headphones and holding a mic on a boom stand. And I think the microphone at the end has like just a little like ghost logo engraved into it because it's something that Zepp made to detect ghost noises. So in one hand, she has the boom mic stand. In the other, her unsheathed katana as she approaches delicately. And from behind the curtain we hear like the sound of mallets hitting a woodblock over and over again as Zepp peeks out from behind the curtain, knees knocking together and elbows jangling in fright, holding his shovel in both hands. And as he breaches the full side of the curtain, he pushes the whole thing back to reveal his camera and stands there trembling, shovel at the <laughs> ready.
3: <laughs> I think Rusty, in attempts to get away from any blood, too, is just going to... St- get up and stand by the door um, and take his machine gun out of his hat and just kind (laughs) of like be be an armed guard at the front door.
1: Gotta stay away from any blood. Better take out my gun. Well, it's
3: to make sure that he doesn't get eated either. His friends don't get eated. So he's gonna go stand up there with his gun and then says, you heard Flo? All of this is on video. And you better listen to us or else.
1: Cliff, uh, his eyes dart back and forth between the several armed people in the room, and he gently lowers Rudolph Meyers Brothers to the ground. And then he puts his one free hand in the air and says, All right, I think everybody here is looking for answers. Rudolph, would you care to explain what's going on?
0: Ah, my friggin' hand! Oh, my God, boo-hoo.
3: I want to shoot him in the other hand to be annoying, but like, I can't risk that.
1: Mary Beth Summers tries to let go of Rudolph Meyer's brother's hand and cannot, and she's just kind of tugging at his other hand, and she says, uh, hey, uh, how come I'm stuck to this guy? Why were we, and did, did his flesh get ripped off because are our hands glued together? And Landon says, yeah, I'm stuck to this weird lady.
3: Should I? Her mouth's
1: all bloody. She's looking at me funny. Can I not be attached <laughs> to her anymore?
0: Uh, yeah, we glued all your hands together just so none of these jagaloons uh, fucked up the circle. But don't worry about it. We'll get some solvent and fix that in a little bit.
1: Wait, hold on. <laughs>
0: You're just gonna have to sit tight for a few minutes.
1: Okay. And Inga just keeps like just like looks at Landon and just kind of like leans over to him, mouth open, and with his free hand he just like hits around the nose and goes, "Stop it!" <laughs> <laughs> Rudolph Meyers Brothers pants and huffs and settles down from the pain in his bloody hand. Uh, <sighs> Alright, look, the studio's been in a bad way, okay? We had a number of pretty bad flops, money has been very tight, and it didn't look like, uh, didn't look like Meyers Brothers Studios was going to make it into the 1930s. I was desperate, and I found this book. It belonged to my grandmother. I started reading it, and it told me how to do all this stuff. told me how to bring people back. And so I realized Cliff Brockton was the biggest movie star in the whole world. Mm. But when his wife died and he dropped out, our profits had never been the same. But I knew that his comeback would be worth gold. So I went to see him and I told him if he did a picture for me I could reunite him with his wife.
3: Alright, well how was Cliff a ghoul then?
1: That accident on the first day. I didn't plan for that. It really was an accident. But now I'm out my most bankable star the guy who this whole thing hinged on I couldn't have another flop, so I brought him back too. But then, I had to keep feeding him. He got so friggin' hungry. He was back for like a week before he was making all sorts of demands of me. I couldn't control him, and he stopped liking the corpses. Well, they were usually filthy. I wanted fresh food. That's fair. That's when I took Maddie.
3: That's when you took Maddie?!
0: Uh, We cut to the inside of Flo's mind, once again in that flawless 1920s kitchen. We hear the sound of gas leaking and a pilot clicking as our camera zooms slowly in on the gas range, and then there is a loud sound of one last click, followed by an explosion as the entire scene is engulfed in flames. And we zoom back out to Flo's face, and we see the fire from the explosion still reflected in her eyes as she looks at Myers Brothers as soon as he said, that's when I took Maddie. Flo, I think, is still standing in the middle of the table. (laughs) She's going to reach with one hand into the pocket of her dress and place it around the Rudolph Myers Brothers nameplate that she has concealed in there. And she's going to reach her other hand out and place it on Rudolph Meyers Brothers' forehead, and she's going to burn him alive from the inside out.
3: What? Do you, w- w- we gotta, like, have <laughs> What? To, uh, the, wait, but...
1: Uh, we see Flo stride across the table towards Rudolph Meyers Brothers, and he offers like a few words of protest as you approach. No, wait, wait, you don't understand, I, I... And your hand smacks the middle of his big, sweaty forehead. And that fire that you feel inside you, you sit in that moment and allow yourself to feel the fire flow through you and focus on pushing it out of your hand And into Rudolph And you take your hand away from his forehead And at first nothing happens And he says uh, "Ah, Wouldn't You smacked me in the forehead Listen, I only did what I had to do Okay, I had to save the <sighs> <sighs> Oh boy Oh man And uh, the sweat just starts pouring And pouring down his head more and more And you can see his skin Start to like become flush and turn pink and he starts fanning himself with his free hand flecks of blood from his palm splatting against his face as he does (laughs) ooh (sighs) is it getting is it getting warm in here no and he pulls his collar to air it out and steam just starts pouring from the inside of his shirt and you hear the sound of like uh flame erupting as that steam turns to smoke and Rudolph says, ah, ah, what the hell? What's going on? Ah, ah. And he looks up towards the ceiling and his pink skin is now bright, bright red and begins bubbling from underneath as flames erupt from his nostrils, his mouth, his eyes, and he quickly begins to bubble up and sizzle, his scream quickly fading away. Ah. <laughs> to the sound of whooshing flame engulfing him. Until the flame dies down and he we see just a blackened roughly Rudolph Myers Brothers shaped husk that crumbles away left to right leaving just the charred shape of an arm clinging to Mary Beth Summers who goes, And shakes it, and it just turns to Ash with the rest of him.
0: See, Mary Beth? little curse gremlin doesn't seem so bad now, does it? Ah! Ah!
1: (laughs) You! Whoa! What the frick? What just happened? Where'd he go? He was here, and then he was Ash. That one's for you, Maddie.
3: What'd you do to him?
0: Oh, I, uh... I, I, I don't know i set him on fire
3: Hell yeah <laughs> <laughs> Wait So How are we gonna get our money? That was like The whole point of this And what do we do With Cliff and Inga? They can't just like Beat
2: ghouls
0: Yeah sorry I didn't I uh, kind of lost it A little bit there uh, With the Maddie thing
2: While they're having this talk Gilly's gonna Run over to Mary Beth Scoop her up Like a tiny little baby And just take her to the door And toss her out And shut it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um. We've had enough of you Landon's tugging at his hand still glued to Inga and he says, uh, hey, can I get one of those? (laughs) I would love to be out of here. Cliff crouches down and scoops up some Myers Brothers ash in his hand and lets it fall between his fingers. And then he stands up straight and says, (sighs) well, thank you, Miss
0: Beauregard. Uh, Flo looks at Cliff uh, when he says that and then doesn't reply. She immediately just turns to Ethan and says, uh, uh, okay, Ethan, so uh, what what do we do with two ghouls now?
1: (laughs) Ethan says, uh, well, I was promised one Ah. for my research.
3: Which one do you want?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Cliff says, uh, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Let's talk about this. Listen, I know that my wife and I have, uh, caused a great deal of trouble for you all. And we cut to Inga, who is still just, like, blood dripping from her (laughs) mouth, just, like, slow-chewing on this piece of blossom. But, um, I promise, now that we know the nature of our existence, now that I know I'm not the real Cliff Brockton, and this is not the real Inga Galbrot, I think, I think we're ready to leave this Hollywood life behind us, and just Go off into the woods somewhere.
3: Mm. Well, so you're not the real Cliff Brockton, but do you have access to the real Cliff Brockton's bank account?
1: Well, I certainly look like him, don't I? And Hold he on. smiles. <laughs> he smiles and even, like, covered in the ash of Rudolph Myers Brothers and, like, sweaty and disheveled, there's still just like a ting when he gives his trademark smile.
3: Wonderful. Hold on one moment. Gilly, Flo, mm-hmm. huddle.
1: And our camera cuts and we see our three protagonists, Rusty, Gilly, and Flo, throw arms around each other's shoulders and bow their heads together in a little huddle as we hear only coming from the group. Cliff stands, arms open, after suggesting his proposal, and he kind of awkwardly drops his arms to his sides and looks past the huddled group at Ethan, still holding her boom mic and katana, and he says, "A uh, Hello. Hi.
0: Yeah, after uh, a few moments commiserating uh, We see Rusty, Gilly, and Flo break their huddle And Flo uh, looks to Cliff and says uh, Alright big guy, here's what's going to happen next And our camera pulls
1: up out of the room As Flo silently explains the plan to Cliff Who nods along agreeably As our image slowly goes out of focus and our camera fades to black. And our camera returns from black with the opening of a black and white newsreel. News of the world today! <laughs> It's been several months since high-profile movie producer Rudolph Myers Brothers burned to death in a mysterious fire, <laughs> leaving all of his estate to famed actress Gilly O'Hare in what his will stated was a massive apology for all that bad shit I done did to you. After the loss of Mr. Myers Brothers, movie stars Cliff Brockton and Inga Galbrot who came back after being disappeared for several years, decided to retire, citing the loss of their old friend Myers Brothers as just too much to bear. However, many tabloids have speculated that perhaps this retirement was due to the fact that in his will, Myers Brothers specifically went out of his way to mention that Gilly O'Hare was a better actor than Cliff Brockton ever was. Woo! Myers Brothers Studios has been rebranded as O'Hare Pictures International. Under Gilly's leadership, they've turned a profit for the first time in over a decade. Which is impressive, because movies ain't been around that long yet. In other news, this reporter got out of the movie business altogether and became a journalist. This is Landon Forsyth signing off. And the black-and-white newsreel centers on Gilly O'Hare, and our camera zooms into the screen until it becomes color, and we see Gilly seated at her desk in the busy office building. There is a knock at her office door, and it opens to reveal Blossom the secretary, her neck wound now just a faint scar. And she says, Miss O'Hare, uh, there's someone here to see you downstairs.
2: Do I like them?
1: Uh, I think so.
2: Did I know they were coming? Yes. Okay, send them in. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Gilly, you see your old friends, Florence Beauregard and Rusty Rattlesnake.
2: Oh my God, look what the wind blew in.
0: We see Flo wearing a long pea coat and uh, huge sunglasses uh, and a scar- her hair tied up in a scarf. Uh, <laughs> clear that she's just stepped out of a ride in Rusty's convertible. <laughs> and she says, um,
2: hi, Gilly. Hi, Flo. Success sure does look good on you. Back at ya.
3: Wink. <laughs> we just got back from filming that movie up north and uh, we just uh, came by to stop by and say hey. Well, hey, back. Oh, hello. Um, Oh, yeah, and I got this postcard from Cliff and Inga. I thought you all would want to read it together.
1: Gilly, you place your hand on one side of the postcard with Rusty holding the other, and Flo peeks over your shoulders as our camera zooms in on it. A beautiful photo of Cliff and Inga uh, with their arms around each other, sepia-toned, And standing a good, like, six feet away from them uh, is Ethan holding her katana and Zepp, panicky, holding a shovel.
3: They look happy.
1: (laughs) And uh, you flip over the postcard and we hear Cliff's voice in voiceover as you read. Hello, friends. Thank you again for sparing my life, question mark, (laughs) and the life of my bride, Inga. We've had a wonderful time out here in Ethan's mountain research camp. Sure, we have to stay in in a particular fenced-in acre and we feast only on rabbits and grizzly bear cubs, but it's nice. Inga says she always wanted to live in a gated community. <laughs> we live a peaceful, quiet life now and we have you to thank for that. Wishing you all the best, Cliff Brockton und Inka Gelbrot. And then there's a message uh scrawled hastily underneath it that says uh Hey friends, just wanted to chime in and save my two cents. I miss you very much. Zep! exclamation point.
0: Ugh. Flo knocks the <laughs> poster out
1: of your hand.
3: <laughs> Well, um, just wanted to show that to y'all, but uh looks like everything actually turned out pretty okay. I wonder how often they try to ease zip. Oh, probably every day. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean it's it's been great. This exclusive contract I got from my good friend Gilly O'Hare means that, uh, as you all well know, but I'll say it out loud, I'm now, <laughs> I'm now the spiritual advisor on every single movie coming out of O'Hare Productions. No more schemes, no more scrambling, no more con jobs. I mean, just a regular paycheck, doing honest work.
3: Well, I mean, we did do a few cons the past couple months, but. Shh.
0: Well, yeah, I mean you gotta yeah, I mean, spice things up a little bit. Of
3: course. Um, And of course, as y'all know, I do all the stunts for every single production, and I'm training a little team of stunt people, specifically Lasso Lads, so I'm giving them some jobs at O'Hare Productions.
1: We cut to a room somewhere in the O'Hare Pictures International office building as Cheryl paces back and forth in front of several like straight rows of identically dressed cowboys, and Cheryl says... (laughs) Alright, welcome to your first day at Rusty Rattlesnake Stunt School I will be your instructor for the day, Cheryl Underbrush Now today we're going to tackle basic moves Mr. Rattlesnake will be in later in the week to teach y'all the advanced moves on tumbling Stairfalls and car chases Which is a thing that he invented and executed in his first picture last month
3: um, I also heard that uh, Hans is going to be your love interest in your next movie. Is that true? Yeah,
2: I thought it was the least that I could do after how nice he's been to us, you know, for the past year or so.
1: And we cut to test footage. <laughs> so it's black and white movie footage, but it's still got like the white box around it and the time codes on it and stuff. <laughs> and we see the slate in front of the camera as an off-screen assistant says, pay me to be pretty. Scene 42, take one. Oh Veronica, it's so good to see you.
2: Isn't it? How good is
1: it? It's it's very good. It's been a very long time since I have seen you. And and I'm in love with you. Also.
2: <laughs> and what do we do to get me to say that in return?
1: Oh, right, 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 right. Uh, And Hans gets down on one knee and opens up a ring box. Veronica, I know that it has been like 10 years since we have seen each other, but (laughs) I would like to ask for your hand in marriage.
2: You could have just handed me some cash, but I accept. (laughs) (laughs) Cut. Print. That's a wrap.
0: (laughs) And we cut back to the lobby. Oh, and we just popped over and saw Maddie on the way up here for a little uh, ectoplasm re-up. And they have started their own small business. It seems like, uh, you know, maybe getting horribly murdered uh, in in the end was just a kick in the ass they needed to, you know, come into their own. Just like I always said.
1: And our camera cuts to Maddie, seated behind a desk in an office, shades drawn, light peering through the blinds dramatically. Maddie holds a phone in one hand of their ectoplasmed spectral form And they say Yeah, no, 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 I know, I know, I know I know you really, really want to find your cat I promise, I've been looking for him for the last week I have a lot of really great leads Trust me, it's only going to be a matter of time before Fluffy comes home, okay? Okay, I've got, I've got Yep no 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 no! I know yes yes don't call her fluffy yes I know she hates to be called fluffy she prefers to be called Mrs. Flufflekins yeah no I'm on it yes Mrs. Bradley trust me you will have your cat back within the week as this conversation continues and begins to slowly fade into the background our camera pulls back from Maddie through the front door of their office revealing a nameplate on the frosted glass Maddie de intern ghostly private eye
0: so as this uh, this little reminiscence and update uh, in the O'Hare Pictures International office building lobby uh, wraps up, Flo says, uh, "Yeah, it, it's Gilly. It's been great catching up. Uh, but you know, me and my, me and my, Rusty gotta hit the road. We've got a couple of irons in the fire, as it were. Um, Rusty, I'm just gonna uh, pop into the washroom and freshen up real quick before we take off."
3: All right, sweetie, I'll stay right here.
0: Uh, And Flo, uh, we see Flo separate from the group, uh, and then we cut to the uh, familiar, often piss-covered bathroom (laughs) uh, of the office building. We see Flo shut the door behind her and go and stand in front of the mirror. And she looks into her reflection and then just past her reflection. And she says... uh, Hey, uh,
1: you still in there? In the reflection of the mirror behind you, phasing through the uh, the door of one of these bathroom stalls, a tall, black goat, walking on two legs, wearing the top half of a tuxedo, casually strolls towards you. Miss Beauregard, Hello, I didn't think I would see you again.
0: Yeah, well, listen, turns out that stability and financial success uh, does not agree with me, and I am bored. So, what do you say you you show me what you got on offer? Well,
1: that sounds like it could be a lot of fun. Why don't you take a look at this? And she pulls out a large, black, leather-bound tome with thick vellum pages. Inscribed on the cover, a large family crest with the initials MB and hands it out to you.
0: Flo recoils from it. She says, ugh, no, I'm not going to read all that. Never mind. (laughs) Dangerous Times Radio Hour presents Phantasmagoria was edited by James Kettler and produced by Philip Stressman, with additional sounds provided by zapsplat.com Monster of the Week Tabletop RPG was written and created by Michael Sands. Join us again next week for more Phantasmagoria and until then, be chill and stay dangerous.